my name is David Gloyd. I'm the co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. Together with my partner Kurt and our friend Anthony, along with several of our customers and friends, there's always some great conversations going down at the store. You're always welcome to come join us, but in the meantime, here's a peek under the cowl. chair like like the hall of justice that'd be dope yeah, yeah. okay well that that's the goal we're gonna shoot for that your symbol engraved into the back so. hell yes so heading around the table uh introductions i am david tony because that's my name for the under the call podcast Catherine, rodney james <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm glad we got that all cleared up i have no idea who you guys are now <laughs> Mike Grell. Not your Mike Grell. Mike, Mike Grell was the artist. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh. We're discussing an old comic book, and Denny O'Neill was the writer, but Mike Grell was the artist. Not. There you go. 1960. Boom. Ten bucks. Uh, are Are you looking at? Uh, are you looking at your, your the one that I asked green, you about? Green Lantern, yeah. Green Arrow. It's a comic book that I remember from back in the day, and. I was talking about it to David the other day, and it's like, so I went and Googled it. I typed in what the story was about and found out what what it, what the number was. So Rodney and I were just talking about who wrote and drew it, and we looked it up. It was Denny O'Neill, writer and Mike Grell, artist, from Green Lantern, Volume 2, number 110. Yeah, great thing about the internet and search engines is you got a comic book or something like that that you remember but you can't remember exactly what it was or when it was from or anything else uh, it, you actually can find them i've had to do that i was telling jim some of the back issues that have come our way we had yeah. some old superman stuff like action comics and whatever but no covers so sometimes that stuff's worthless but i didn't want to just assume that they were worthless being that they were uh pretty old but i also didn't know what they were there was nothing in there indicating an issue number or, or anything else so I had to uh, punch into Google like what it was about, and and there would be usually the comics in those those days had multiple stories in one comic. You know, now it's like multiple issues for one story. <laughs> it used to be like multiple stories in one issue. Yes, and uh, so you'd start typing in what uh, you know. You try your luck with one of the stories. If that didn't turn anything up, you try another one, and then boom, there it is. It'd tell you what issue it was, publishing date, and everything else. Then I was able to determine what they are. And it turns out even something in that poor of a condition from, from back then sometimes is worth a little bit. So huh. some old action comics, stuff like that, minus the cover, still worth a couple bucks, even in like horrible condition. Yeah. Whereas you get a lot of stuff that's more current that's missing the cover and everything, and you know, use it to wipe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you said that about uh, not wiping your ass, but uh, uh, you know that's something that you remember when you were uh, when you were a kid, right? That you read that issue. Yeah. What? Because uh, I have something in my bag here that pertains to that. But uh, what? Um, what about you? Something you're like a kid, or something you go back to, and like, oh, this is a great story. Like I can just keep. I, I have a really hard time picking because there's there's so many things that I, I read early on, and I just. Uh, remember it. A, a lot of it's some of the first stories that I read in comics. Oh, wow. Those are the ones that, that stick with me. So a lot of uh, Uncanny X-Men from around uh, uh, the 240s, 250s issue numbers is probably about where I jumped on and then probably going back because I, 
with those, I would work my way forward and backwards as I'd find back issues and start filling them in. So I'd, I'd start kind of going backwards at the same time. And, you know, so at the same time I was reading stuff in the 250s, I was also reading stuff in the, the 230s and the 220s. And, uh, nice. And, and, and going back that way. So, um, so stuff like that for me are, are stories that stand out just because it was like the early ones when I was first really getting into comics and collecting and whatever. So some of that stuff stands out more so than a particular issue or major story or, or whatever that some people will, will, will point to. Some of the other first issues was like, I'm trying to think, there was an amazing Spider-Man that was one of the, my first buy was at a, a convenience store, and I picked a, all they had was Marvel, Marvel books. Uh, this is a more detailed story from our our issue zero uh, Crimson <laughs> Cowl Comic Club podcast, and go back and check that one out for a little bit more. Subscribe now. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but one of them, and I, I forget the issue number. It was one of the early Venom appearances, mm. so I kind of remember that. But uh, yeah, this convenience store they they had a little magazine rack that had comics and all of it everything on there was marvel uh so that's kind of what i had to choose from and it was uh a uh amazing spider-man there was a an incredible hulk i think was the the issue but it had wolverine as patch so it was like the great nice. joe fix it hulk teaming up with patch uh, so now i'm trying to remember if that was actually an incredible hulk issue or if that was a wolverine issue i can't think of it off the top of my head um, but that, and I, th I think it was Uncanny X-Men 245. Uh, ultimately, I went with Uncanny X-Men because there was like one comic I was going to collect. I'm like, well, this is a team book, and I get all these different characters for, for that. So a lot of times when people come in here and they ask for suggestions, sometimes I'll suggest you know picking up like a Justice League book or something mm -hmm. like that because then you're getting a little bit of a variety of characters rather than seven jumping into uh, one. See which one you like. Yeah, I agree. When you were talking about the reading order of reading, you know, forward and backwards at the same time, I've got a similar thing right now with uh, leading up to the Captain Marvel movie, mm -hmm. um, where I am. You I had, Shazam? Uh, not that Captain <laughs> oh. Marvel movie. <laughs> yes, oh, that's a different Captain Marvel movie. I've got three different runs that I'm reading at the same time because I restarted her as Carol as Captain Marvel, which is 2012. Right now, I'm in like 2015 as I'm reading all those old issues, but then I'm also reading her first years at Ms. Marvel back in the 70s, late 70s, I think it was, with Ms. Marvel, the first, like, I think she had, like, 20. Well, she had, yeah, I forget, like, what. I what, just watched a show that we, they talked about, two hours they talked about the history of Ms. Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. All I know is, like, her first volume had, like, maybe, like, 25 issues, and then from the late 70s, up until her volume two wasn't even until 2006, so she went, you know, decades without having her own book. So I'm reading that one while also reading the current Captain Marvel that's on mm -hmm. issue number two. So reading cool. those three carols and all, you know, all at the same time, and nice. uh, yeah, it's been a interesting ride so far. See, and, and you passed on, you know, Miss Marvel number one, you know, it could have... Could it hooked you up with that yeah. uh, with that issue with the physical copy? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm just reading it in trade, so. But uh, that's that's fine. We did sell it on on eBay this past. Oh, you did? So, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, so. Awesome. Yeah, somebody picked it up off eBay for was it uh, uh, like hundred bucks? Oh. Was it Tony the Comic Man, twenty seven? Um. <laughs> no, I maybe don't I bought it. it. <laughs> I didn't know you were sitting in No, I think uh, I think it went to someone in like California. Oh, that's where my summer home is. So. Nice. Yeah, some of the stuff that's a little bit higher priced comics um, will sell on eBay. Because all you cheap people that nobody here's got the money. No, um, no. Like a lot of times, we'll put higher priced stuff in the the one case up here or whatever. But then after a while, you know, we'll take it. We'll we'll throw it up on eBay. Actually, I talked to Kurt recently about this. Uh, we're, we're probably gonna actually do both and have it sitting in the case or on display yeah. here, but also on eBay. Because if it sells on eBay, we can quickly pull it out of the case. Yeah. Or if somebody buys it out of the case, we can just jump onto eBay and like oh. unlist it, you know? 
like uh, my phone number, but people call me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, phone number's on eBay? So, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm selling it on eBay if there's an auction for it. <laughs> Buy it now. <laughs> Do Free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, when I first joined this group of illustrious individuals, um, I had mentioned that, uh, you know, my first Mary Comics was a Walgreens. Yeah. And um, straight from a Houston, Texas, nineteen eighty-two Walgreens, oh. my most mm. treasured possession wow. from my mother. Cool. A little Reader's Digest Superman Kryptonite book. Wow. So it was a joke I always have with my old employers. So like, how does an engine work? I don't know, but I can tell you all the different colors of kryptonite and what oh. they do. <laughs> and that, this is basically why. I mean, I got a nice little handy. Oh, cool. oh yeah, they got a little so chart back there. Cheat sheet on the back, and I, it's just reprints. Um, and I remember mom purchasing it for me, and the reason is, I think just about every issue, you see old Superman ripping his shirt open, and there we go. That, so. That's kind of like the little book that we have, too, and uh, that, that's one of our higher price stuff. We've got a book about that size. It's uh, Superman, but it's actually the, uh, uh, the crossovers with Marvel. Oh, oh nice. Wow. And it's, it's like this, about that size. Dollar $1.25. So. That was pricey in 82. <laughs> Give me a dollar fifty for it. <laughs> New. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this has real sentimental value. Dollar seventy five. Nineteen eighty three. Wow, that is so nice. Yeah, it was. Wow, super cool. Most of the books I had when I was a kid, we got when we went camping, and we would get like two of those packages that had plastic bags that had three books in it oh yeah but you only knew what the first one was <laughs> yep so we'd get like you know my brother and i would each get like two of those and when we got camping and we went camping like twice every summer so Aww. that's where i got most of them and then i would have them stacked up and even into high school i had two or three dozen comic books that were in a box and i had them and sometime during high school i think that's when my parents decided to remodel the basement and wow. they got lost. Oh. And but there are still several issues that I remember. They from... put in this wall. They're actually behind us. <laughs> You're right. The wall in this old house, like a pwn safe. So Someday yeah. somebody's going to be like busting through there with a sledgehammer, and so nice. there's going to be all these boxes of comics. And the one I remember the most is one that when I first started coming in here, I told uh, Kurt and Dave what it was, and they found it and got it for me. And that was one of my most important books and that was uh, Detective Comics 485 which was uh, in one of the 100 page books I don't know and I think it was actually only 80 page book but it has five different stories and it's oh, characters nice. I remember and yeah I guess the size is a little little different uh, oh, cool. uh, on that. Okay. but that's uh, Superman and Spider-Man and if I remember correctly that cool. that's more than just one story though I believe yeah, I mean, I know you probably do this too, but with those packages, I mean, that was the mm -hmm. toughest plastic in the world, and I would sit there and try wow. to dig down on the top and try to peel behind. Yeah. Oh, in the oh, oh, yeah. Are these the ones that had, like, three comics, and, like, one was turned, they, like, you can see the front and the back one, and then there'd be, like, the one in the middle. Yeah, and you'd be like, what is it? You can't, you're trying to shake it to the side. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, you could, I do remember yeah. those. Sometimes uh, you could see, only see one, and sometimes you could see one on each side, but you could never see the middle one, yeah. Well, and yeah, and I think so, Walgreens was, was a good... Toys R Us, Walgreens, those, yeah. World's Finest comes to mind was always in there. And then, and, and that's then what I had a lot of, of those was World's Finest. Packs like we've got here, where it's in the box. But at least those tell you what's in them. Yes. So. Walmart's starting to do it where they're taking um, a bunch of recent Marvel ones and like shrink wrapping them super tight three into a package. So yeah, you're only yeah, seeing that's... the first one. Because I've also tried to like angle it to be like, what's in here? <laughs> I tried to pry a little bit. That's yeah. Like, it's like trying to tear through a black trash bag. It's like, God, it's plastic. Yeah, and then you don't want to rip your book, so no. you should be really maybe, maybe that's what we should do with the Kurtz bundles that we have here. There we go. You know, because those will take, like, a complete storyline, you know, that we had left. It was still on the rack, you know, where we have, uh, say, six issues of something. that would be the same issues collected in a trade paperback, but they're in single-issue format, and we bundle them together in a bag and have a rack out there for them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'd sell more if we just uh, 
didn't list what Maybe was in them. She kind of oh. kind of shrink wrapped them, and it, it's a mystery. I was delighted at your recent fifty percent off sale to see a series that I had been looking at in the curse bundles, and I was like, "Ooh, that was very nice." I didn't get it because it was, you know, I just didn't get it. But it was in curse bundles, and I was like, "All right, that was cool." Yeah, the idea of a mystery uh, bundle uh, brings it back to high school days when we'd go to Sheboygan. It was like a Dollar Tree, Dollar General type of place. Yeah. And we're just goofing around, and then we saw that there was a, a wall of dollar grab bags. Huh. So they were paper lunch bags that was a dollar grab bag, and we're just like, we're at a dollar store, dollar grab bag. We're like, what's in these things? <laughs> so yeah. every time we'd go to Sheboygan, at least once a week or so, and we'd... Uh, be so excited. Like sometimes we just drove there just to get a Dollar, Dollar. Tree yeah. grab bag. And we would open it up in the parking lot and we would laugh so hard to the point where you can't breathe because they were just basically all the damaged items and just crap. Oh and we basically just had a contest and who would ever get the worst stuff in there. And like like one, a used sticky hand. Yeah. <laughs> one of the one item like whoever I, gets the worst one <laughs> as a prize gets the best one out of it. Right. Yeah. And one of the better items was I remember a dented can of orange fago soda. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like one of those things, just being like we're just laughing so hard. It was a dented can of soda that we got, and, we're and just a like, sip of fago. Yeah. But we're just yeah. like this is the best one so far. So. <laughs> Like a wacky wall crawler, like it was like in every cereal box and like eighty five, <laughs> covered in lint. The thing like worked once. Yeah, <laughs> covered in cereal dust, so it yeah, doesn't like, stick to anything. <laughs> yeah, if there's any dollar stores out there that do uh, grab bags, let me know because I will go there immediately and okay. buy one. So I put it on the radar if I see something. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll be sure to start putting those together. See, that would be a fun little thing. Oh, actually, you could do that with, like, just it's take some of those price-as-marked comics or the 50-cent-as-marked comics and throw them in a grab bag with, I don't know, some stuff. Yeah, maybe, like, Here. maybe we should do that. You know, we've got the discount boxes out there, you know, where most of them are 50 cents. And just start throwing them together and never know what you get. Every once in a while, we'll have to throw something a little bit better in there, so... Mm-hmm. It'd be like scratch offs, you know. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're one in five chance to win something actually good. But the thing is, the scratch off has already been scratched off. So. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a grab bag? <laughs> so, I wouldn't put it past them. Fantastic. It's probably good that they don't have a license. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't actually grab bags. They were shopping around by the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's in this bag? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we didn't even go to a store. It was just. I think you got ripped off, man. Yeah, they went down to that store called Waste Management. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's go down to the old WM and see what we can find. I thought it was Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Then Flint or Duke pops out of the dumpster and says, Hey, kids, you know you're not supposed to be playing in the trash. (laughs) Knowing's half the battle. (laughs) Walgreens. Hey, that's where I used to buy all my uh, G.I. Joe action figures. Was uh, Walgreens. Me and my brother would uh, scrape together money because they because they were cheap, you know. Oh, absolutely. Those, those figures were cheap, and uh, so we'd scrape together some change, and like we ne- we were never allowed to go down there, but we lived right down the the street from from one. So uh, so we take turns. Usually it was my brother. He was a little bit more daring, and uh, I I don't know if he didn't care if he got in trouble or what. But <laughs> so he'd take the money. We'd have money, and he'd he'd like he'd run down there. And he'd be like, you know, if if he wasn't sure, he'd run back and be like, okay, these are the ones that they've got down there right now. And he'd list off the, 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 the Joes that they, they had on the, the rack and be like, okay, we got enough for this one. And head on back down there and uh, he'd come back with a, with a couple of Joes. So, yeah. My brother was a big G.I. Joe guy. Cartoons, my, comics, and the figures. My my brother would also shop in the Lost and Found at school too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. If you lost uh, your favorite Transformer, and but it wasn't in the Lost and Found, it's probably because my brother got it first. <laughs> Someone lost it. He found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, had a good relationship that, with the office secretary there. Huh? That, that was the. Uh, that was the, the value bins for him. Value <laughs> <laughs> my, my brother and I won't name... I got a couple brothers, so I won't name which one. 
but yeah, he was the he was a little thief. And, uh, they can um, the term rogue nowadays. So he would. Uh, <laughs> What's his dexterity at? Must be pretty high. Yeah. So it's yeah, he, he, he would do things like that. But it, but you give him give him some credit because. He would steal, but then he would share. Aww. Like, I remember the first first time I remember him getting busted for stealing is the the reason he got caught was because what he stole was a pack of gum, and he's handing out to the rest of us in the back seat, you know, the the station wagon (laughs) on the way home from the store. My parents, you know, turned us around, went back, and my dad drug him in the store, made him apologize, and and everything, so... um, it, the problem was you never knew with him if he was giving you something or whatever. You didn't know if it was a, like a legit thing or if it's something that he stole. <laughs> Making you an accomplice. That's Classic sweet. phrase of, you know, stealing from the poor and giving to the poor. Yes. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Well, see? Yeah. He could have been the Robin to my Batman. Which, of course, he'd have been more like Robin Hood. <laughs> Batman and Robin Hood. Ooh, I read that. Let's do it. Uh, so I saw Battle Angel Alita on the table's yes. recommendation. Very good. I liked it a lot. Awesome. Weird story. Very compelling. I want more. The book or the movie? Well, um, both. I would read books now, but I went and saw the movie. How was the movie? I liked it. I, I got my money's worth out of it. I thought it was a really interesting story. Really good. I cared about the characters. It was fun. I liked it. A lot of action. Some cool uh, martial arts and fights and stuff. Yeah, I caught for, it twice for, so far. So for I'm, Anthony's review, you can uh, check out episode zero. <laughs> That's right, uh, episode sixty-seven of the Crimson Call Comic Club yeah. podcast. No, I uh, oh. I had thought the previews looked pretty cool, and then hearing Anthony and Eric talk about it, I decided I'd go see it. It was good. I liked it a lot, actually. And yeah. I know nothing about it, so because it Eric was worried about it, wasn't he? Like, yeah, he was talking like, true. oh man, I don't know. But yeah, he was asking me some questions after I saw it, like you know, like. <laughs> I was the one he pushed into the theater or something. Aww. and just like, see it and let me know. Yeah. You have to watch it backwards, though. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. So you request and, it, yeah. Uh, right to left. <laughs> Which is funny because the uh, then Eric gave me, I requested the anime, which, which we watched here in the store, and then he gave me a pile of the manga that I was excited to read. And um, those ones are the traditional front to back. So I don't know if it's just those editions or maybe the original Japanese ones. I'm not sure if like those are reprints. I mean, they look like they're pretty beat up and old too. But uh, it's possible that maybe the English translation or something published was, it, you know, was not in a. Because I've read the digital, um, at least the first volume of that, and you just swipe the other way, and you do. Um, oh really? Yeah. Um, and I when you joking. when you look at the full when you look at the <laughs> thought you were joking. Wow. When you go, <laughs> you can go from um, the full panel or the full page, and then down to the full panel, and it is set up backwards. Okay. You know, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that yeah, was good. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I mean, the movie blew me away. So like. All right, I need more of this, so yeah, I had to yeah. jump into the anime, and uh, I'll be hitting up the manga probably on Sunday or Monday. And it looks really nice, too. Visually, it's beautifully yeah, done. Yeah, great, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. All right, then I'm, I'm <laughs> in. Let's go now. Okay, okay. let's do it. Right, meow. Woo-hoo. Someone grab the mic. I'll carry this. <laughs> the commentary. And then yeah, we can go and see Captain Marvel. Maybe your brother can meet us and hold the back door open for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, once in a while, club member Jacob, who uh, comes in a lot on Wednesdays and uh, participates at the club a couple times. Yeah, whenever he doesn't have a birthday party to yeah, to he, break into, he'll uh, he's a birthday party it. crasher. Um, That'd be a great character for a book. Copyright. There we go. <laughs> I can edit that copyright. Party. There we go. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he, we were talking about it on Wednesday because he had seen it, I had seen it. And I'm like, well, I'm going again tomorrow. He's like, you are? When? I'm like, yep, blah, blah, blah. Aww. So we went and then uh, we had a little Crimson Cowl uh, meet up there. Um, Repping the cowl. Yes. And I had sent him a message on uh, Facebook Messenger because he said he was going to be at the theater at a certain time. And then uh, so I get there around that same time yeah. and I didn't see him anywhere. So I figure, oh, maybe he's running late and blah, blah, blah. Nope, and, they're all back. Hold open the door. Yeah. <laughs> and so I let 10 minutes go by, and I still had another 10 minutes till the movie. So then I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going inside. So I just sent a message being like, oh, are you in the theater room already? Are you running late? No reply. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know if he just something came up. 
And so I went in there. Party. But, yeah, <laughs> but he was in the theater room there. And, he had uh, already silenced his phone. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Thank you. Good theater etiquette. He was in there ready, and we're talking before the movie, and then he offered up that he's uh, he was okay since we both seen it, that we could have our own little commentary as the movie is going on because we were the only two people in there. Oh, okay. It was an early afternoon on a Thursday in West oh. Bend, so wasn't much activity going on. So while we're watching the movie, I watched a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. So yeah. I was giving him like DVD extra facts and everything like that cool. while in the theater, <laughs> and then uh, parted ways. And then he must have checked his phone and realized he had that message, huh. and he's like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, I was already in the room." And then I replied, "That was you." <laughs> oh, whoops! And I just left it at that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for for someone who came in here wearing a guardian shirt. Um and never was in a comic book shop, hadn't read comics, and he was just like, yeah, I want to read some Guardians, and then we quickly uh, found a place for him to jump on, and then, yeah, now he's a, a regular here, and... Uh, he's converted. Yeah. Now I go to you. movies with him. Yeah, he, well, he uh, he's mainly reading the Guardian stuff. He's going back, and he's going through the trade paperbacks, and we he gets through one, and we order another one, and we try to keep track of if we've ordered that one or not for him. <laughs> But uh, he's starting to expand now as he's getting a little bit more caught up on the Guardians. He picked the Wolverine Infinity Watch because he did Infinity Wars. So as far as current stuff, um, slowly but surely we're going to, as soon as people stop having having birthdays, then he can show up. So <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're giving him this little shout out in about six months. That's half of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh, snap. Um, I guess... Well done. Well done. <laughs> I guess we should mention how, you know, we keep joking about the birthday parties thing, but I assume just the two of us know the birthday... So... Are we having a birthday party? Well, I'm saying with, with Jacob. No, with Jacob. Oh, okay. He, so... He's always, like, we'll have something going on. Yes. And he's always like... He's got something. I, I, yeah, I can't... I, I can't make it. We have a birthday party together. Yes. And that's always... It's Always, always a birthday birth. party. Doesn't yeah. he have like a zillion nieces and nephews and cousins? Like, every time we got something, oh, I wish I could make that. I got a birthday party to go to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And eventually it uh, turned into the joke that he was, wasn't, was you know, like legitimately invited to these birthdays. Aww. That he just, they find out about birthdays his and birthday him and his party. girlfriend <laughs> go and they just start stealing stuff. <laughs> Give it to your brother. He's your friend. Yeah. All right. What we gotta do now is we have to host the birthday party at the Crimson Cowl so that Jacob and his girlfriend have to come to it. There we go. That would get them there. Yeah. Let's do it. Should we hold a birthday for like Kitty and Colossus? And uh, <laughs> there you go. Ha, uh, ha. Yeah. Superman could do it any time and be like, oh yeah. It turns out it's not. They're not really having a birthday. <laughs> have they decided which one is officially Superman's birthday? <laughs> Yes, I saw an article about that several years ago. Uh, it is in... Actually, no, I'm a liar. I think it's March. Well, it's right around the corner. I've heard that there's like three different dates that have been published in... Buffy has two birthdays. It's always like April. It's uh, like... Well, she just keeps dying and coming back, so... Well, even well, before that happened, no. it was based on just continuity and when they like... Just had it. I don't know if it was written down somewhere, and then later on when they actually had a birthday thing, then like basically <laughs> she has two dates that they didn't really realize that they established it prior. So then, well, you know the the Kryptonian calendar is probably <laughs> different than you know the calendar here on Earth. So if he celebrates based on the Kryptonian calendar as well as the Earth's uh, calendar, then uh, that he might have multiple birthdays and then if you go just for the between the julian and the gregorian and yeah. <laughs> they say february 29th so it's during oh. leap years that was that wasn't an issue and then um, that sounds familiar the uh you know action comics was june 1st that's yeah one of the traditional ones that and usually on like those calendars you'd see at spencer's like hey 365 reasons to drink there's a reason for every day <laughs> they had a june 1st action comics one like, oh. <laughs> on the edge but then they say like April seventeenth because like you know by the time that the issue you know says June on it it was done in April, um, you know kind of thing. You I always celebrate. That was always in April. so confusing to me when when I first started reading and you'd, you'd see the month on there and you're like, what? Oh, you idiots! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's, hey, I got it early. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure this is easy to find on Google, but I had saved this in my favorites album that I think it was in the back of a Supergirl issue a couple years back, but they listed the Kryptonian alphabet. And <laughs> yes. I always saved it in my my favorites album, figuring someday I'm going to be able to... Oh, that's different than the one I had. I have that... Yeah. Because of Jeff Loeb, I had that printed out, and it's in when he was doing the Superman-Batman run yeah. with Michael Turner. Oh. Half those issues when with Supergirl were all in Kryptonian. I'm like, what in the... <laughs> so in the bag and board, decoded. in the back, I have the printout for the alphabet so I can... <laughs> that's nerdy on another level right that's there. That's gorgeous. I like that. In real, wading real deep in the nerd weeds there. I always wonder you know, if people really stick to those or if they just change it, like everything else that changes in comics over the years, you know, continuity-wise and whatever, or if they always reference that because you'll, you'll read something and they'll have yeah. something in Kryptonian where it's a bunch of little symbols and stuff like that. Um, I've never really paid that close of attention to it. I'm like, okay, it's in Kryptonian. I can't read it. So I'm not that smart. Um, Very smart. But yeah, I have wondered, like... Are they actually following some Kryptonian alphabet that's like, okay, it's in the, uh, the Superman Bible here, and then if you write something in Kryptonian, it has to be written this way. Yeah, like people that get the get the Chinese character tattoos, yes. it could be something completely different. Soup. Yeah. Gonna laugh at. Soup. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Hot soup. <laughs> I thought, did, didn't I just hear something about uh, Ariana, Ariana Grant? Yeah. yeah. Didn't she just do that? She had one on her yes. hands. Soup. Oh, the Japanese. Japanese. It's supposed yeah. to be like seven rings, and it's like a name for a small grill or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, been there. Yeah, my niece got one, and it's like, okay, you, so how do you the, know that's what he wrote place, on there? there? Yeah, and you've got a tattoo that both. Has I got a tattoo of Ariana Grande getting a tattoo of the Japanese. Oh. That happened last week for just a little bit, and then it went off. Yeah, there the refrigerator alarms going off right now. Whatever you done, never been cooking this entire time. Yeah. Ding, cold now. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. And I just think of the Peter Griffin version. Thank you, Mercury. The same version except for Peter Griffin. That's true. Oh my goodness. So I didn't I I didn't find any Stanley beer locally, but I will be uh, keeping my peepers out tomorrow. I will be at a liquor store in Milwaukee for an event, okay. weather permitting. So, oh cool! I will see either if they have it or they can get some. And well, we can't partake of it here, but yeah, I can. Yeah, bring it we, on we sale. won't be drinking it here at this location officially. But we record this outside of the Crimson. Yes, Fall. when we have that, we'll be sure to record it. Um, at some so other well, location where we can have alcohol on the premises. We can just edit in traffic noises into this episode, and then it'll sound like we're outside, so right. off-premises. Brilliant. I don't know how to sing traffic noises. <laughs> I'll try, though. A sentence that probably has never been said. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. That's yeah, awesome. Actually, so, like, Three Floyds is doing a, a beer takeover, and Tim Seeley... Has done some artwork for their labels, so you won't be there unfortunately. But I look forward to that. That's always a good, good brewery, good labels too. I wanted to ask, you know, you got other uh, good stuff in that bag over there. I uh, think we should we should just just start a segment to show you know, what's, what's in the Rodney's bag. bag? So I got this for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just call it Ra- Rodney's sack. Rodney's sack. <laughs> <laughs> what's in Rodney? You're <laughs> careful. You're emptying your sack all over me. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. So yeah, I got these. We explicit I got these in the mail. Some older Ooh. Superman issues, and we were just actually discussing this one here. This was the uh, most expensive of the bunch at a whopping seven dollars. Um, allegedly, this is the first time Superman and Darkseid come to blows, like actually fight fight. Ah. Okay. So, which is a. Uh, Continuation of the last issue of the Man of Steel with the with the Agais armor, and then John Henry Irons getting kind of taken over by it, and it was originally made by Darkseid. Superman goes to give him what for? Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. I'm kind of curious about that now because as long as Darkseid has been a Superman villain in in some way or another, I I do struggle to think of a time that they you know. When they've actually physically had 
a fight, you know, in in a comic book. Uh, now, like in Superman three, this is like one hundred eighty three right now. Like issue number three, not like the movie. movie. Like, issue, oh yeah, no, both keys <laughs> at the same time. Whoa, oh, uh, <laughs> with uh, when they're doing the Legends crossover, the burn in the eighties, you know, like Superman would rush him, like ah, oh, I beam him and gone and. And our, our world's at war before this, you know, they're just kind of grappling, if you will, but actually physical blows. Mm. I don't know. I have never read this issue, and I've never never looked at it. So. Cool cover, though. Yeah, they look nice. Versus Darkstone. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Because so. I know uh, Byrne had put Darkseid in one infamous storyline uh, with Superman, um, where Superman and someone else might have come to blows off-panel, but... Huh. That's the one I was. That would be the one I was referring <laughs> to. Yep, very very interesting. But uh, yeah, the story behind that uh, had to, had to do with uh, Burn and Kirby, right? It, if I remember that that story correctly, they uh, they were feuding, so they would write things in, into comics and and whatever. And in that case, uh, they had uh, Barda, who was based, uh, who Kirby had based off his wife. They. Threw her into uh, a story where it was meant as an, an insult to Kirby. Ooh. Oh my! So. And he's like, "Ah, your mother." <laughs> <laughs> Why you? Can you just imagine that? Like, it's like secret code. Like, you have no idea what's going on. And then Kirby's sitting there reading an issue, and he's like, oh. "What the? What the? You know?" <laughs> that poison. It's like I'll show him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch him. Yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah, well, Kirby, I mean, this uh, this might be a known fact here, too, but when he did The New Gods, that was supposed to be something for Thor before he left and had his spat with uh, Lee Stanley. Yeah. And then Funky Flashman's character was supposed to be based off of Stanley from Mr. Miracle. And uh, he had this whole thing planned, I guess, for, like, the Asgardians, but that became, you know, the fourth world, the dark side of everybody else. That makes sense. Yeah. Loeb McGinnis. That was a... I like McGinnis as Superman. But he's on Avengers right now, isn't he, McGinnis? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. What are these no, from? Current. These yeah, are from 2002. It, too bad we're not in a comic book store where we could just grab an issue and look or something. We're outside of a comic book mm, shop. That's right, in the parking lot. drink line. alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. We're all lazy, except for Katie, who actually is getting up to go look. I've been going through the um, Bloodlines books I got, and... That's all ninety three, so it's all all like at the same time that okay. Nightfall and the uh, Reign of the Superman, what's going on? So oh, you yeah, see all the ads for those books in there, and I read about shortly before this one when he had his mullet. David, I hope you're okay with me taking this merchandise out of the David store. Uh, uh, yes. Well, you um, technically still in the store, so. <laughs> I thought we were out in the parking lot for you know some like that looks like McGinnis. outdoor dining. So, at least for <laughs> Avengers 10, a.k.a. Avengers, Avengers 700, Okay. picked an issue that wasn't that. Here, I'm looking at, yep. yeah. Yep, so Ed McGinnis is working on this. And okay. This one also had Adam Cooper and Andrea Sorrentino. Now we know, and knowing is half the battle. Hey, Sergio, I know somebody. Adam Cooper or Andy? Okay, I'm going back into the store now. For oh, is it Adam or Andy? Cooper. Uh, Adam. Oh, Adam. He was my favorite. Well, they're all good. Yeah, it's fun watching, uh, following their Instagrams and stuff when you see, like, their younger, like, children or nieces and stuff, and then there's, like, a new, like, a younger girl that is now taking classes, and they showed her at the desk and stuff, being like, yep, there's another, uh, Kubert coming, coming up the ranks here, so. That's awesome. I have a question. So how do you all, uh, store your comics? Well, we know how David does. He had a store. Yeah, yeah. He built a store I, around I, him. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's very clever. What a great idea. Well, Jim keeps his uh, in a basement behind a, a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someplace. I keep mine in a bunch of Thanos sandwich bags. So, okay. nice I, I, I brown bag it myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, my setup is much like a comic shop in the sense that I've got tables set up and the boxes and... They're accessible like you are here at the back issues, okay. and I've got it set up. I have an entire room that is set up with that, and, Ooh. you know, they're all alphabetized, but then there's some categorical alphabetization. Yeah. Is that a word? Sure. It is now. Yep. It's um, in rainbow medical order. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, like, under Archie, then under Archie is at, you know, Betty and then Jughead and then the right. horror line and blah, blah, blah. He's going through in his head. Can you see right now? He's yeah. like, it's over here. Yep. And over here. That's okay. Wow. Um, so everything's organized that way, you know, baked in board and in uh, boxes. But it's presented in a very accessible way that there's not boxes stacked on top of other boxes that I have to lift yeah. off just to find an issue. It's all just walk up and I just keep removing things from my house of like necessities you know get rid of the couch and get rid of the fridge and you know just you could build house. a couch out of long boxes yep yep yeah. so just put a nice little blanket over the top of them and now do you Spencer's use furniture like the um, same bags to store them or do you get like higher quality bags i've got the there's the standard okay there's a batch of mine that have the the ones that Midtown Comics would ship out, the ones that our gym had placed an order for them that's got the tear strip. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a resealable. Yeah. And it was funny because, like, one uh, prior to Crimson <laughs> Cole, I had those because I would get them from Midtown Comics online. They would come bagged and boarded. Um, they weren't sealed, but when I had them, there was just a little flap on the back of the yeah. bag, and I was just like, I never knew what it was, and I just kept taping... Uh, my bags and yeah, boards. I always tuck mine in. Is that not the way you're supposed to I, do that? I did some... Some people tuck, some people tape. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic tucker tape. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, which a whole different conversation is which tape to use because uh, as we go through it, um, back back issues that come into the store and yeah. we go through them to grade them and whatever, we'll rebag them and uh-huh. we don't tape any of them. You know, if you want to buy them and slap some tape on there, uh, you can choose your own tape and do yeah. it. But... I mean, you, you notice how many different types of tapes must be used in these, because some of them work really well as far as, like, unsticking and sticking them back on. Mm-hmm. Some of them just rip, just rip. Some of them really pull the bag, and, it'll, like, it'll tear the bag before it'll tear the tape. And uh, some some of the tapes age very well, and some yeah. of them age poorly. Yeah, and, yeah you'd, you'd think maybe somebody would just, like, perfect an actual comic bag tape Comic tape available only at Crimson Call. Trademark. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some research and see which tapes work the best and then uh, um, which ones hold up over time. Which ones age. And and everything out. And I'll just start marketing that tape. Do a 50-year study on it. You know, by the time you got it figured out. And then I can retire off the money that I don't make on it. <laughs> you have all been listening to Taper Tough. <laughs> <laughs> With those self-sealing ones. So I had one a couple years of never knowing that that's what it was. So one week I got one book that had it torn off like half the way. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, well, now it's like, because it was just like a little flap oh, that just, it was like here. a mini little cape that just kind of frilly tape that kind of... My bags come with capes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. And then this They're one was cape. like half ripped off and I'm just kind of pulling at it and then like I just tore it the rest of the way and it literally just fell down and like stuck to the back. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, my God. And then I spent uh, a good week uh, unbagging or zipping, you know, untaping like hundreds of comics, yeah. realizing that those were self-sealing bags, and I wasted a lot of time. And jeez, oh, I definitely <laughs> recommend bagging and boarding comics. I mean, you can you can tell, especially going through old, you know, stuff people bring in. You can tell which ones have been bagged and boarded, and which ones uh, they just bagged and boarded before they brought. <laughs> It's like going um, to the dentist. I'm going to brush my teeth real quick. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah I, I bagged and boarded it <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a car right here. Oh, sirens? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you definitely can tell the difference between comics if they've been bagged at all or not at all or boarded. Sometimes I'll get lazy and I, I won't get all mine boarded right away. Like maybe I didn't have the right number. Like, okay, I got bags, but I'm out of boards. But then I always make sure that as I'm boxing them, like, you know, every other one or every third one at least gets a board in there. And then I'll be like, okay, I got to go back and board these eventually. And sometimes I don't. I'm not as good about that as I should be. But I at the very least make sure as I'm throwing boards in there that, you know, every couple or so at least get a, a board yeah. for, for the support in the long box. And then, yeah, I keep them all in the long boxes, except I've got a couple short boxes that are up in my room, and that'll be, like, more recent stuff that I've read. So then as those short boxes that I keep up there fill up, then they go and get sorted into the long boxes that they belong into that are in the basement, but they're in a 
basement, uh, in an area of the basement that doesn't leak and they're not right directly on the floor so that even if it did leak, they're not right there. And we keep uh, dehumidifiers running all year round and, and everything else. So. Climate controlled vaults. Yeah, yeah. Same vault route applies. Yeah. Touch not, must be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks all the oxygen out of the, the room. Tried to teach you how to handle comics, but you wanted to talk to girls instead. <laughs> <laughs> See, every time I get a package of bagging boards, I sit down and I put the boards in the bags yeah, so that they're ready <laughs> when I get the comic. That and just <clears throat> yeah, my routine. I know how many books I'm getting because I pull the list of the release schedule and what I pre-ordered, so I know that hey, I've got you know 24 books this week, 27 books this week, and I have them pre-bagged and board that I show up here on Wednesday with them, and then I. So the second I buy them, the second they're baked and boarded. So. You know, it just clicked. As it's much as, as many comics as you buy, I kind of feel like you're not buying enough bags and boards from us. Is <laughs> that right? I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> well, remember that one you guys had? Yeah. <laughs> remember you guys had that one? You had one big sale, and I bought like three or four that week, I think. So I had like, I was like 400 comics ahead of the game <laughs> thanks to the sale. So. Oh. Yeah, they do have some it, good sales it's here. It's the wife alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Quick to the David copter. <laughs> yeah, so what I do, I bag and board mine, and then I've been putting them in Rubbermaid storage boxes right now, which is getting to be a problem because I'm running yeah. out of space from them. Which isn't a bad idea if you can find the proper size one. I know they do make like plastic storage bins um, just for comics. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of the company. Same as same as the case that you. Oh, the, the, the um, that's the oh, one. What is that brand? They, they, that's they the one I brought one. when we did yeah. the, the filming stuff. That I had that black. Did you see okay. that? Okay, yeah, we're okay. BCW, right now, yeah, yeah, I got a uh, BCW portfolio. Yeah, it's really bulky. Good. Like I got the the short box of it, but where you should not be sitting. <laughs> it holds it holds about ten or twelve yeah. comic books in board bags. That's all. That's my okay, setup. So, oh, that's your. Yeah. And is that Goose uh, from Captain Marvel? Movie? And, oh, cool. And, uh, maybe. <laughs> and mine, mine will get stacked up like that too. Um, I always say I'm gonna build something with like pull out. Uh, yeah, it's a pain. Like shelves. I gotta get down here and move. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, get rid of the box spring, get a platform bed, and then start putting sure. the long boxes and boxes under the bed. I, I don't have that many long boxes full of comics anymore. I, I did, but then I opened a comic book store and. Mm. and and um, well, most of our back issues starting out were my Aww. comics. I donated mine to the store. Um, do you ever feel sad seeing them walk away? I do. With new I owners? just sold a whole bunch of them with Aww. new new owners today. David, uh, D- Double D. And we got a customer we refer to as Double D, who's been like uh, he disappeared for many months, and oh. then he just oh. came back today. Okay. Um, but he walked off with like, a good reason. A, a whole. Oh uh, no, it's fine. I I just was thinking. It, we just we just didn't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's yeah. He he's just. <laughs> yeah, it's initials. It's okay. initials. We'll leave it at that. Um, okay. But uh, he picked up all my old uh, DC who's who's. Oh yeah, I saw those. And uh, I think that I was only missing like one out of out of them. And uh, I'm missing all. Now I'm missing all of them. Aww. Yeah, it's kind of sad because even though they're they're not worth much, I think most of them that he walked off with were like ninety four cents. Yeah. So yeah, he picked up that whole thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, there goes those those used to be mine. And I know that a lot of my old comics are are gone now at this point, and they've been replaced with with other old issues and stuff. But what I did is like my kids all thought that they were going to inherit my comics. Yeah. Surprisers. Yeah. <laughs> no. So what? So what I did is that. I I pulled. Well, come down and buy them, kids. <laughs> You'll get nothing and, like it. And some of them have. Um, <laughs> but uh, but what I did is I kept out the stuff that I really wanted yeah. uh, to to keep that I couldn't part with. Um, so I'll, basically, all my X Men stuff and all my Superman stuff. Uh, Superman, because being my favorite character, it's like I can't get rid of my any of my Superman stuff, and because the first comic that I collected was Uncanny X-Men. I'm like, I can't get rid of that. That's my first yeah. stuff. But I'm like, okay, everything else, what, I do, what I'll do is before I donate it, I'll get each of my three kids to go through the stuff and go, okay, what do you guys really want? And I let them, they all got about a long box okay. full of comics um, out, out of it. 
So, uh, so some someone might have taken like um, you know my Batman stuff, which yeah. which was a lot more than you know something else that they they wanted. So then I'd be like, okay, well this one that only got like a short box full of stuff. Like, okay, go back and grab something else out of there. So um, it ended up pretty even as far as what they got. As far as value, I don't know. It was because I wasn't going to sit there and. And grade and price and, and everything that they were grabbing. It was based on what they wanted. Um, so I know, like, Katie took all my Flash stuff. You know, Ethan was, there's like a lot of Captain America and some other stuff in there. David was a lot of the Batman stuff. So one nice thing about it is I can still go back and be like, you know, hey, David, I, I want to read the, you know, this run on, on Batman yeah. or, or whatever, and I'll go back. Um, and then I open my long boxes to them if they want to read some of the stuff that I've got. But that way they at least got some of it, and they didn't even have to wait until I died, which also lessened the chances of them, like, plotting to kill me. Smart. Uh, <laughs> Good. Thinking ahead. So, <laughs> but, yeah, all the rest of it uh, went here. So our back issues beginning, you know, like, in, in the basement days where we opened up, all the back issues that we had back then were my comics and stuff that Kurt's dad, who is now Dr. Kurt's dad, yes. you know, he's since been promoted, that uh, is stuff that he, he, he donated to us. Uh, Kurt was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, not donating my stuff. So. <laughs> he was like, I'll let my dad throw in his stuff. Huh. I felt like it was a, a worthy cause. The store ever shuts down on taking it all. Oh my. All three comics that are left. <laughs> no. How about we buy them and give them to you as gifts? No. Would you like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So all these other comic books that you got. In fact, all of the comic books here were once mine. So if you guys all want to buy them and give them back to me, that would be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Score. Oh dear. All right. I guess uh, this this concludes another fun episode. Riveting, yeah, riveting, yes. Yeah, riveting. Riveting, fun. Or Enjoyable. Maybe, you know, maybe that depends on your own personal test. Mm. Depends you on tape or tuck. If you don't like it, don't <laughs> listen to it. If you've listened this far, congratulations. <laughs> I have a very morbid fear. Okay, guys. So, like, how flammable are comic books? I worry that with all the... Like, oh, it's paper. That's what I worry about. Like, because it, I store mine right next to the furnace. No, but I do worry with it's all the paper I store. have in my room, like with all my books and comics, whatever happened if there was a fire and it would go off so bad and I would just be incinerated by the things I love. That's a good way to go. Right? Yeah. I'd say. No, burning to death is not a good way to go. Well, paper would burn pretty hot, but not as hot as... <laughs> What, 451? Yeah. <laughs> so have you seen the end of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. When he's like burning. Yeah, that's burning. like the most disturbing that, part of the movie. Yeah. Spoilers! Oh, right. I didn't say what movie it was, though, what franchise. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you didn't describe that's even worse, just randomly describing it. Indiana oh, Jones and the resentment of the And now instead of ending the podcast, we're going to keep going because now I'm just remembering the conversation I had with my boys Go last watch night the movie about, where the guy uh, starts on fire and is crawling up a volcanic hill. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to watch that movie. So we, 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 were, we were discussing names and whatever because we recently talked about the names of the planets and I can't remember if that's in a podcast or, or not. Where we were talking about uh, uh, like the forest moon of Endor. Oh, yes. And I said, "Well, and Ron well, is the name is the name of the moon actually Endor? Because mm-hmm. it, in the movie, it's referred to as the planet mo- or the yeah, the planet forest moon, forest moon of, Endor. of Endor. So, 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 I, so I always took it as okay. There's a planet. There's Endor? a planet called Endor, and yeah. this is the forest moon has of that planet. And there's a desert moon and a tropical moon. <laughs> so right, you know, probably right. the summer vacation moon." So Kurt had Kurt had looked and determined that actually the moon's name is Endor and the planet's yeah. name is Endor. But I have a feeling that originally it was just the forest moon of Endor and was retroactively named Endor because so many people just called it Endor. Endor. Yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, they were on Endor. Well, actually, they were on the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> well, actually. But now it's Endor because... 
you know, it's kind of like words being put in the dictionary because they've been used for so long. It's like, well, now it's, now it's a word. Oh my gosh. Like when people say you got this, it makes me crazy. Not because of the sentiment. It's a really nice sentiment. Just the grammar just gets me so much. But, uh, but that kind well, of conversation, you got this. Thank you. as I was, as I was talking, uh, I, I brought that up to, to both of my, my sons last night and we were having that discussion and somehow that went into the Obi-Wan Kenobi Luke Skywalker thing. Oh, I wonder if he means old Ben. Yeah. You know, like, like, hmm, what other Kenobi could it have been? And then, like then it occurred to us. Could, Kenobi could be the Smith of Star Wars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Luke, maybe Luke was the only one that ever called him old Ben. Like, when he was a kid, he heard somebody say Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's, like, how he pronounced it. He was just... Old Ben, you know, yeah. because as a Obi, little kid, he couldn't ben. say Obi-Wan, and it just came out as Old Ben. Oh, my God. And, Speaking and of then, pronouncing Obi-Wan, so my dad has a um, one of his infusion drugs for his cancer treatment. It's this really long name that we can't remember, but my mom's just started calling it Obi-Wan because she told me what the real name was. and like, yeah, we're not going to remember that. Now I know why you call it Obi-Wan. So now we'll be randomly talking about him getting his Obi-Wan treatment. <laughs> No, yeah, believe me. Oh, I ridiculous. wonder. I wonder if they mean old Ben. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're the Southampton Kenobis. You want? You want old Ben? And my dad street. loves Star Wars, so it's really funny that out of the blue, my mom's like, "Yeah, he's getting his Obi Wan treatment." I'm like, what? And it's not really called that. She's like, no. And then she read off what it was. I'm like, yeah, we're calling it Obi Wan now from now till forever. I'm gonna give him the old Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's something different. <laughs> Oh let's uh, let's look up Urban Dictionary and see if there's an old Ben in there. So, so it turns out, you know, well, it was just a, a little boy yes. Luke Skywalker that couldn't pronounce Obi-Wan, and it just came out as old Ben. Oh, my God. And then we're like, oh, yeah, Uncle Ben said he was just a crazy old wizard. No, actually, Uncle Ben, Uncle, Uncle ben said he was, right. he was a crazy old bastard. Yeah. But just as a little kid, you pronounced bastard as wizard, so. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's our new theory. Is that uh, it was just that Luke's young pronunciation of these things uh, led to the term old, you know, Ben Kenobi. Oh my gosh. Nope, there is no old Ben in <laughs> Urban Dictionary, so we could write it and define it any which way we please. Fantastic. Creative liberty. Now it's some sort of infusion, is that it? Old it's kind of an infusion. <laughs> it's an infusion. More like an injection. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is explicit, man. I hate cancer. And of course, okay. Oh, yeah, I think I found it now. Okay, so... I don't know what it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of consonants in there, isn't there? Yeah, there really are. Like an emoji or two and like yeah. a special character. Oh my god, that's really what it feels like. And he might be giving a combination of them. Half Japanese smiley and half face, Russian. Smiley face, yeah. smiley face. <laughs> It might be Nevo Lumab Optivo as the regular name. So yeah, Nevo Lumab Optivo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Ben. Yep. Uncle Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy old bastard. (laughs) Oh man. And this concludes another episode of Spider-Man and Obi Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Now go out and get yourself an old Ben. Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl.
And now we are in the, the box of snacks. Of yeah. <laughs> and it is recording. Let's see if they're stale or not. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry, but yeah, they they Better go through time or whatever space, and they end up on this planet. And mm, his ring can only do a beam. It can't make. That's constructs. amazing that those are not stale because. Uh, and Green Lantern's for... bow and arrow yeah, are replaced. Yeah, all the stuff is left over. His fancy bow and all his trick arrows are gone. And it's just got a, an Indian hickory bow and straight yeah, arrows. Yeah, maybe time oh. trash. <laughs> Was that uh, Neil hey. Adams, Denny O'Neill? Uh, I believe. So, oh, yeah, you got a Thanos sandwich? That's cool. Is that made with real, real Thanos? Or? It's it's made with. Uh, is it like Thanos preserves? It's all the dust of everyone he killed. Thanos by Thanos. Sounds like a dry sandwich. <laughs> Which Thanos? Poor Thanos? That's why I got I just pour Gatorade and power it. Mm-hmm.